here we go. We wrap up our day today at FETC. We started here at 8.30, and we're going to wrap up here at about 4 o'clock. It has been amazing to meet so many impactful educators here at FETC, and we're going to finish with another one. We could probably talk to Nathan for about three hours, and that wouldn't even be enough seeing all that he's accomplished. So I'm going to make sure that you have a chance to check out his website. It'll be scrolling throughout the episode. Make sure to go see all the great work that he's doing because 15 minutes isn't even close to enough. Well, but I want to get him in as soon as possible. possible. So, so I want to welcome Nathan, Nathan Lang, Brad, onto the, the show. And thanks, thanks for joining. Hey, Matt, it's a pleasure to be here. Thanks for asking me to be on your show. Of, of course. course. So, so for, for those, those who, who don't know you or your work, work I'd, I'd love you to share your work in education and, and your journey to get there. Absolutely. So I always say I'm a, an educator, I'm a writer, uh, speaker. Um, I, I started off in the classroom as a high school science teacher. Um, I've worked at NASA. I've been a principal. I've been a director of curriculum instruction. Um, now I work for a curriculum company. And so really just ensuring that students have the resources they need to be successful in the classroom. That's really kind of um, my compass. So, yeah, that's kind of, and of course I write as well. I, I live up in Maine and the perfect writing retreat. So um, I definitely enjoy writing, especially about you know, critical thinking, um, about authentic learning experiences and things like that. So, so we'll stay with that for a minute with critical thinking, because, because I see a lot of times teachers confusing thinking with participation, where they get students to raise their hand and have a one-word answer, kind of a call and response. But what are the skills that teachers need to really instill in students to have critical thinking? Yeah, a great question. You know, I think that asking students to justify their answers is, is really a good place to start that conversation. And teaching students what that means to justify your answer. What evidence do you have that would um, help to uh, back up the claim? Um, what are you reading right now and how do you connect to the text that you're reading? Um, what, is, what experience have you had? And um, you know, how does that inform your future decisions? So I think really the heart of critical thinking is being able to ask questions, uh, asking students how they arrived at their answer, what evidence they have to justify it. So I think that's where it starts and then building a framework around those skills. And, and we'll, we'll stick with that asking for a minute because one of the things I share with new teachers and one of the failures I had early on in my career was not asking questions because I was worried someone saying you don't know everything. Not that I think they ever thought they knew everything, but when I was principal, I was afraid to ask something because I didn't want someone to think, our principal doesn't know this. And it wasn't until I started to say, I need some support. I don't understand this. And how do you empower students to have that agency to do that? Yeah, I think it really is it's a mindset shift. I think we have to frame education around, this is not a place where you're just going to impart knowledge to people or it's not about having all of the right answers it really is about a discovery process and you can't learn at a deep level if you don't ask questions um you can't learn at a deep level if you don't um experience some bewilderment and some confusion i mean that's really the the foundations for deep learning is something happens something surprises you um and you're confused and you want to know more about that and so the inquiry process should be a very natural process. Unfortunately, uh, the way our education system was set up early on, it was meant to 
work at scale. It was meant to be very productive. And so it was more about learning this information, learning quickly, don't ask questions. Um, teachers are the experts, listen to me. And I think that's the other part of that question too, Matt, is the fact that educators shouldn't be really um, holders of knowledge that we are going to impart to students. We really should be um, expert question askers. Um, of course, you know, expert facilitators of learning is really important. And embracing the culture of it is okay and we shouldn't know everything because once you feel like you know everything, um, there is to know, then you're going to stop learning. So, so no, that, that is great. Is great. I, can I can talk about that all things. day. It's something that I'm really um, passionate about. But if you want to learn more, you know, it's a great book called Never Stop Asking, Teaching Students to Be Better Critical Thinkers. So make sure to check that out. And Nathan talked about living in Maine. And I think after Stephen King, you might have the second most published book of Maine residents. So Check, Check out the, the, the website, website see, see all, all the great work, work that Nathan has you know, shared, shared with us. And, but what I'm going to talk about for the event here at FETC is about instructional coaching. So when you support or mentor educators to be instructional coaches, what are some of the foundational skills you share with them? Yeah, well, it's a great segue, Matt, because asking questions is definitely one of those foundational skills. And additionally, coaches are chosen because they are experts in the field. They are chosen because they have demonstrated success in the classroom. And so many times teachers feel that coaches should know everything. And so they go to coaches for advice and support, which is great. And you should go to your coach for advice and support. But really one of the most foundational parts of coaching is building a relationship and establish early on that as a coach, I am here as a support. Um, I want you to be truly you as a teacher. I'm not going to try to change anyone's uh, practice. I don't want to change anyone's personality. I want you to be able to take your practice and find out your goals as a teacher and be able to partner with you to help you achieve those goals. So that's really the uh, the, the crux of, of coaching and the, the book that you just showed, Instructional Coaching Connection, I use an analogy of a connectome, um, and that's a, a brain pathway. Uh, it's the analogy I like to use, like uh, science analogies. And so, um, as coaches, that's really important that we're able to connect different facets of the educational environment and be able to help teachers make those connections for students. Yeah, and one piece I want to follow up on that when you look at the subtitle, it's not about the actual skill itself that you're writing about, it's about building the relationships. So, why is that a critical part of being a good instructional coach? I mean, I will say, yes, there are skills embedded. There are you know, skills around collaboration, skills about how to have crucial yeah, conversations. I didn't mean like, like the word skills, skills, meaning like you weren't writing about how to teach them a specific computer skill. Yeah, absolutely. Um, the reason why relationships are important is because if we want teachers to have an authentic, open, um, just free-flowing communication. We have to we have to nurture that relationship. The teacher has to understand that I am truly their partner. If they think I'm just doing a job, if they think I am just there to fix something or fix them, then we're not going to have a true kind of deep, authentic coaching teacher relationship. So really relationships are the, the hallmark of a good coach teacher relationship or um, and framework. And I, and I think most coaches before they even do a coaching cycle has to focus on nurturing and building relationships before a coaching cycle can either be impactful or effective. 
Awesome. awesome. So, so make sure to check, check out the website. There's a second uh, book about instructional, instructional coaching too called um, Everyday Instructional Coaching. So check, check that out as well as books about math, unit planning, even a wee video, video every day. We can get some work for that. Um, and around the art, and the art and science of teaching. And so the participants here at FPC is going to have another opportunity to see you as a session speaker. So you have a session tomorrow, correct? Yep. So we have Wednesday at 10 o'clock. Integrating technology into classroom authentically, um, thoughtfully, and strategic. So when people are looking through the menu options, why is this a session they should go to? Yeah, one of the, the great things about this session, I had a, a solo <clears throat> session yesterday. Um, the session tomorrow, I get to co-present with Adam Hartman, the superintendent of a school district in Colorado. And their school district really took technology implementation to a very um, deep level. It wasn't about tools. It wasn't about here's a, a brand new tool to try. Um, it really was a culture of innovation. And he was able to rally teachers together, educators together to um, dig through how technology is going to make an impact on our students and making sure it's a pedagogy first methodology. And so it's a great opportunity for participants to see how this works from a district leadership perspective, and then I'll be there to support the conversation, interview him, ask him questions, um, so the audience can really dig deep and uh, think through how they would lead the technology integration into their school and school district. And so besides the speaking you're doing here, and you had a book signing today, you are well accomplished, well read, but you come to these events looking to be a learner as well. So what are some things you want to take from FETC put into your work? Yeah, I think I think about current context. I think about where we are today with technology. I think about with OpenAI and with ChatGPT and all the conversations around where technology is headed. And there's, there's a timeline. And I think about where education, uh, how we can, instead of always trying to follow the technology timeline, how we can lead in that effort of innovation. So I think as far as my own learning, I think about the context that we're in, where we should be going in education, and how the sessions here can uh, kind of help make those connections for me and how I can best lead the education space and uh, be, a, be a participant in leading education forward. Awesome. awesome. So, so April 2023, this is coming out. Is that correct? Excited? Oh, can't wait. All right. So, make sure to check that out. Put that on your calendar. Make it come to life. I know that I will definitely be diving into that as well. So, what's next for you? Besides, Besides this, this, this big, big coming out, like how do you use that, that to support, support districts? districts? Yeah, so, you know, districts, especially with where OpenAI is going right now, and I know I mentioned that before, but, you know, our education landscape is being challenged with um, technology that's, that's really requiring students to go beyond content and beyond knowledge. Now we have technology that can write papers for students. We have to be able to challenge them in ways where we're looking at skills for success, critical thinking, creativity, um, how to communicate effectively, how to lead, how to be an entrepreneur. I think these are skills that students need for the future, uh, skills that AI can't do for students. So that's what we have to focus on. So that's with my work at schools is how do, you, how do I equip them with the resources so they can teach students skills that they can use to help them be good citizens, engaged citizens, um, good 
uh, civil debaters where they can have a, a civil debate with someone they, they disagree with. Uh, these are skills they need for success in the future. Awesome. So, so superintendents, principals, principals, district, reach out to Nathan. Make sure to get him in all these great skills. As I shared, some of the books that you're doing, the, the support, the coaching yourself that you do for districts. Make sure to reach out to him. Website is below. His Twitter handle is right on his name right there. So before I get you out, last question for you is, what does Stronger Together mean to you? I think that as individuals, we all have our goals we all have our hobbies we all have the things that make us excited but i think we also have to realize um, as a community of learners if we are going to impact the, the teaching profession if we're going to impact the field of education we have to be social learners we have to be able to um, connect and be able to learn together and lead together so it's important that we we acknowledge our individual goals but also acknowledge that our collective goals that we have Awesome. Well, thank you so much for coming out. It's great to meet you. You know, for me, selfishly, I get to meet so many new people. I can't wait to dive into your work and, and use your writing and your talks to make me a better educator. So thank you so much. Hope you have a great rest of the time here at FTC. Thanks, Matt. It's been a pleasure.